Welcome to The Vortex with your host, Addie, an ancient cosmic soul, transformation and mindset expert, and evolutionary astrologer. My mission is to help inspire and guide you to help unlock your soul's potential so you can live a joyful, empowered, abundant life. This is a podcast where we take deep dives into topics all along the lines of astrology, spirituality, metaphysics, and so much more. So with further ado, let's dive into today's episode and topic. Hello again, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Welcome to the Vortex with your host, Addie. Today's episode is going to be all about Aries season, the Aries new moon, the spring equinox, and what's in store for this week. We'll also be touching on Pluto and Aquarius. We have Mars entering Cancer this week, so a lot happening this week. And I mean, just this entire month of March, a lot has been going on because we are going through like seven planetary like shifts this month. And that is a lot. Like we normally do not experience seven planets shifting signs in one month. Like that does not happen very often. So there's just like, I know for me personally, like time has felt so off and I feel like in the Virgo in me because like I always have to be exact with like my timing and for stuff, especially with astrology. I know like when I've been talking about the astrology on Instagram, I've been kind of getting the dates a little off. Like I've been like off like by a day because like yesterday I was just doing like a little Saturday morning astro chat and I totally thought that Mercury and Aries was coming in that afternoon, but it wasn't coming in until like 1224 a.m. Eastern Standard Time like overnight and like my timing has just been really off and just weird and I know it's like the final days of Pisces season too so we're going to be chatting about that and if you've been feeling like time has been off and just weird then you're you're right on with me and actually like I've been hearing some interesting theories that maybe we'll even touch on in this episode just from like the astrologers that I listen to and that I'm learning from that we're kind of like in this weird wormhole period right now and just like a weird like time warp and I've been seeing stuff like time speeding up and just weird things like that and didn't really plan on getting into a like a little little uh, rant about time but you know I mean we had daylight savings time last week time is definitely a construct and one of my favorite Dolores Cannon quotes is from the uh, extraterrestrials the aliens that we are the only species to measure something that does not exist and that is time because really time does not exist and we are the only species to measure it and it's just time is just a weird concept and I think we can all agree on that especially like the whole daylight savings time because I mean I slept until like eight o'clock this morning so I'm getting a late start too went to my podcast but that's okay so thanks for listening to my little rant about time so announcements though real quick before we'll dive into the astrology so I have my readings open they're like pdf astro reports or you can get like a pre-recorded like zoom reading from me where i'll send you the video report it'll be like an hour long so it's definitely worth it and all that details is in my show notes you can even reach out to me on instagram addie's astro diary i don't bite i mean i'm not the best at replying to my instagram messages but i will get back to you in the next few days so you can always reach out to me there and now let's just dive into this week's astrology. So I'm recording this on March 19th. We already had Mercury leave Pisces and enter Aries at 12:24 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that's 9:24 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And where we were also experiencing Mercury sextile Pluto, so that could have brought up like some deep truths, could have revealed hidden truths to you, just could have brought some like deeply rooted stuff up to the surface, and then. Tomorrow is March 20th, so we'll, then we will see the sun in Pisces make a sextile to Pluto. And then we will have the sun leave Pisces and enter into Aries on March 20th at 5.24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that'll be 2.24 yeah, p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that's also like the spring equinox on March 20th, 5.24 p.m. And I will be 
sharing some info on the spring equinox Ostara because I like to look at like the pagan rituals for that stuff because I find it very interesting and it's also interesting to see what the dark elites are doing around this time as well to see what rituals they have planned so we'll be diving into that then March 21st we still have sun sextile Pluto and then we have the Aries new moon apexing at 1 p.m on March 21st so that'll be about 10 22 a.m pacific standard time yes and then march 23rd we have pluto entering aquarius at 8 23 a.m eastern standard time 5 23 a.m pacific standard time last time we had pluto in aquarius was in 1777 so it's been a long time and going to be very interesting i will be doing a whole separate episode on that don't you worry on March 25th, we have Mars entering Cancer. Mars will finally be leaving Gemini. We've had Mars in Gemini since, like, August of 2022. So, on March 25th, we have Mars entering Cancer at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, that'll be about 4.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I also want to mention, because we actually have two Aries new moons happening this Aries season. So, April 20th will be the Aries new moon round two that happens at 12.12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9.12 p.m. pacific standard time because what's really interesting and why i'm noting this new moon is because on april 20th when that new moon is apexing it's also going to ingress into a sun and moon and taurus a couple hours after so it's like aries new moon to taurus new moon very interesting but had to mention that as well but i know kind of like long astrology announcements but there's just a lot going on and before we even dive into like the aries season and what's all going on with like the Aries new moon too. Let's just do a recap from last week because I mean last week a lot of stuff happened and because that was like the Mars square Neptune we had Mars and Gemini finally get out of its shadow period because Mars and Gemini went retrograde at 25 degrees 37 minutes or 36 minutes it was like 36 37 so we finally had Mars and Gemini get out of its shadow period on Thursday and we started last week with like Mars square Neptune that could have brought some like haze confusion we're still kind of feeling the Mars square Neptune energy this week just not as strong but then like we had the sun in Pisces Neptune in Pisces Mercury in Pisces all made up last week as well and that and then it was all squaring the Mars and Gemini energy and we also had the moon in Sagittarius opposed Mars so there was like a big t-square going on at the beginning of the week as well so so much weird energy and like this could have brought up weird mental health issues it could have brought up a lot of blocks, maybe a big urge to escape reality. So it was very interesting to see the energy come through. And I know just for me personally, like I'll share my own personal experience with last week because last week was really weird energy. I mean, I've been having really weird vivid dreams, like just astrology related vivid dreams. But then at my work, because I work in an office, I do medical billing. And there's just like, I work in like this big office building with different suites. So there's different like little like places. There's like a little bistro cafe, a spa, other like office suites, other like physical therapy places, just so you get an idea. But there's a restaurant downstairs because I work on the second floor. And this was the second week in a row that there was a gas leak. And we like, we come in and it just like smells of gas, like propane gas. And it's like, and it turns out someone left the stove on overnight there, but like everyone had to evacuate the building. And I'm like, this is such like a Saturn and Pisces moment because it happened two weeks ago after the Virgo full moon. And then it happened again last week on March 16th. And I was like, this is such like a Sun and Pisces, Sun conjunct Neptune, Mercury conjunct Neptune, all this Mars, like Gemini square and this energy. I was like, of course, we're going to have a gas leak again. And it just was so weird, like it brought delays to my work and we just, we had to find a different way through it. And I'm like, okay, this is just testing us to see how we deal with these weird obstacles and challenges. And 
just brought weird stuff up to the surface and I know for me personally too like I am a 23 degree Virgo sun so this was all happening at like 24 25 degrees of Pisces so this was all opposing my sun and so I was feeling a lot of creative flux I didn't do as much writing last week because now with Mercury like leaving Pisces and in Aries I'm feeling all these ideas flow and maybe you can tell because I'm like talking non-stop in this podcast episode right now because Mercury is out of Pisces and I'm not feeling that creative block anymore. I'm feeling more of like the floodgates flowing and more creative surges. But you could have felt the exact opposite. Maybe for you, it brought a lot of creative downloads and you just had so many ideas flowing. And that's the beauty of astrology too. And knowing your own astrology chart is that all these transits affect us all on a unique individual level. So while I might have had not the best experience, maybe you had a really positive experience last week and had a really good time with this energy. That's just the beauty of astrology and knowing your chart. But now that we've kind of done a little recap on all this stuff, now let's just dive into this airy season and what's in store for this airy season. And this is also like the astrology new year. So actually, let's actually talk about that first before we even dive into the airy season. So with us finishing up Pisces season, this is also us finishing up the astrology calendar year. And to me, this is like the true like end of the year and the true New Year's is when we enter Aries season. So at 5.24 p.m. on March 20th is the real New Year to me. That is when we start the new astrology New Year when the sun goes at zero degrees Aries because an astrology wheel goes from zero to 360 degrees so that's why to me I think the astrology like following an astrology chart calendar is the most accurate than following the actual calendar system and I keep mentioning it but I will be coming out with the podcast episode sooner than later on debunking the whole calendar system on why I think it's designed to keep us stuck in the matrix but anyway so This is also signifying a new start, a new beginning. So this is a great time, like right now, like today, tomorrow. Like what are you releasing? What has no longer been serving you? This is a great time for reflecting. I know I've been taking this weekend to do some deep soul reflecting and reflecting on just like this previous like astrology year where where do I want to take things next for this astrology year? Where where do I want to take my business next? What are the things that I want to accomplish? Because to me, this is like the real, true beginning of New Year's and a fresh new start. So now that we know that, now let's take a look at Aries and Aries season and the Aries new moon. And I actually will be reading about Aries from the only astrology book you'll ever need. Okay, so we know that the sun enters Aries on March 20th, which is Monday, at 5:24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is 3 or 2:20, yeah, 2:24 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, Aries, now I'm reading from the only astrology book you'll ever need. So, Aries, masculine, fire sign, cardinal sign. Aries is active, energetic, excitable, impulsive, optimistic, open to change and new experiences. Ruling planet is Mars, the ancient god of war, aggression, and conflict. In astrology, Mars' influence denotes courage, passion, and competition. It can foster tension and accidents, rules over fire and danger. The symbol of Aries is the ram, assertive, sexual, able to climb to great heights. The glyph is the ram. The pictograph represents the horns and long nose of the ram. It also pictures the eyebrows and the nose of the human face because the head is the part of the anatomy that Aries rules. In symbolic terms, the glyph is two half moons joined by a straight line, which indicates idealism tied to authority and leadership. The dominant keyword for Aries is I am. Polarity is a Libra. Aries is a me first sign. People with Aries tendencies strongly project their own personalities, can be very self-oriented. Libra, which is Aries' opposite sign, is the sign of partnerships. Natives of Libra feel incomplete without a partner of love and strive for happiness as a pair. And lucky day is Tuesday since that's Mars Day. Lucky numbers are 1 and 9. Magical birthstone is diamond. Special color red. The color of fire and excitement. And... 
Now, let me just read a little bit about Aries. So Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, the sign that symbolizes new beginnings. It connotes quick changes and sudden forks in the road. Your life is marked by arriving at a certain place and then being turned in a new direction. Certainly, one can say your life is adventurous. There is a dynamic restlessness to the Aries character. With the sun in this sign, you are an activist and doer. If you have a new plan or idea, if an enterprise strikes your fancy, you can't wait to plunge right in. The amusing little prayer or grant me patience now is a typical of the Aaron attitude. When others first meet you, their instant impression is someone of exciting, vibrant, talkative nature. Others will be lucky if they can get a word in edgewise. If someone brings up a topic, you will be delighted to tell in great detail exactly what you think about it. As an Aries person, you gravitate toward the center of action. You are audacious and intent on getting your own way. Since your nature is to express power, you treat opposition as an annoyance to be brushed out of the way. You are a natural leader who exudes self-confidence. From an early age, you feel you are headed for success. Happily, you are also generous about helping others in crisis. You are an open-hearted friend who shares ideas and advice and likes to pick up the check. You have a quality of largesse. You are not interested in the small or petty go for the best is your motto okay i'm gonna stop reading there so a few things with aries because aries is the first sign of the zodiac so this signifies like birth this is like starting something new with them being a cardinal sign like the cardinal energy is all about taking that initiated action so with us being an aries season this new astrology new year this is a beautiful time for you to ask yourself okay what is it that I want to create? What is it that I want to birth into the world? What is it that I want to start working on now? What is the new project that I want to start working on? Especially since Aries is ruled by Mars and Mars is in Gemini out of its shadow period. This is a great time to really start taking that initiated courageous action. This is a time to be more Aries-like, especially since we are going into Aries season, March 20th, tomorrow. This is a great time for you to can like to really start making your dreams into a physical reality. What were those creative visions that you got during Pisces season, especially with the sun, Neptune and Mercury all meeting up in Pisces last week. What were those dreamy visions? What were those creative downloads? How can you start taking action on those and making those into a physical reality with us going into Aries season, especially since we have Mercury and Aries? This is really helping us figure out, okay, this is the right messaging that I want to do. This is how I want to get my voice out to the people. This is how I want to communicate my message. And this is how I want to make myself be seen and heard. So this is a great time for putting yourself out there more, making yourself heard, getting your message out there. This is a beautiful time for birthing something new, really creating something new and really getting it out there and just making your dream into a physical present day reality this is all about making it happen and this is really about making your dreams come to life and bringing that magic into the present physical day reality so i really feel that we can all utilize aries season to our advantage like i feel that we can utilize any zodiac sign to our advantage we can utilize this aries energy season for really like streamlining our goals and really making like big progress and like kind of like quantum leaping in a way and really making like big progress to set ourselves up for future success so we can definitely utilize like the fire aries energy to our advantage so i have the chart pulled up as well for tomorrow march 20th for when we have the sun move into Aries for like this astro new year and it's very interesting like this chart too which kind of like sets the tone for this like astrology new year that we'll be entering and it kind of sets the tone for what to expect for the year to come and then I also want to touch on the spring equinox and then we'll dive into the Aries new moon so this might be a long episode as well I know I've kind of been doing longer episodes lately but there's just been so much to talk about in the astrology I don't want to like chip you guys and have you guys be like why isn't she covering that why didn't she talk about that don't worry I got you guys so this Aries season astro new year chart it's interesting because we have this Aries sun coming in under a Pisces dark moon and what's also interesting too is actually today March 19th this afternoon 
we will be seeing the moon in Pisces meet up with Saturn in Pisces. And that is the first time that we're seeing the moon in Pisces and Saturn in Pisces meet up because last month we had Saturn in Aquarius, moon in, moon in Aquarius meet up. So this is the first time that we're getting the flavor of moon and Saturn both in Pisces together. So that's going to be interesting. So that's just one thing to note as well. And then with us being in the dark moon phase, because the dark moon phase happens 30 degrees before we go into the new moon. So once we have the Pisces moon at zero degrees, that's when we start this dark balsamic moon phase. And the dark moon phase is a time for us to really go within and ask ourselves, okay, what do I need to release right now? What is no longer serving me? What is the darkness holding me back right now? What can I release? How can I transmute this into light energy? And this is also really beautiful that this is, to me, this is beautiful that this is happening on the astrology new year because this is like, okay, what from the previous astrology year is holding you back? What is holding you back from reaching your highest potential? What has been holding you back? What old patterns? What old behaviors? How can you release those? This is a time to go within and ask yourself those questions of what do you need to release? Because for this astrology new year chart, when the sun enters Aries, we have the moon at 18 degrees of Pisces. So it's in about a seven degree orb conjunction with Neptune. So this can also bring some beautiful creative dreamy visions. So this can help us like dream up a new creative visions, really get those creative gears flowing. But it's also reminding us not to get caught in an illusion, to see through the illusions, don't get caught up in a fantasy land and try to escape reality. It's also very interesting that we have Pluto at 29 degrees of Capricorn here. So this is also like an astrology new your chart we're still Pluto at 29 degrees of Capricorn because we really are only going to be getting Pluto and Aquarius for about like three months this year so really we are only getting a flavor of Pluto and Aquarius so to me the fact that we have Pluto and Capricorn for this astro new year chart it's reminding us like Pluto and Capricorn is not fully finished yet like we're still dealing with the Pluto and Capricorn lessons. So have you been learning the Pluto and Capricorn lessons? This is like, have you survived that test? Have you passed the Pluto and Capricorn test? What are you feeling called to let go? This is a time to release what's no longer serving you. And this is a time to really step up into your higher potential to make things happen. And then the fact that we have like Mars and Gemini at 27 degrees, the fact that Mars who is like the ruler of Aries is out of its shadow. So this is like great. This is reminding us now is the time to start taking that initiated action for making things happen. And now I actually want to read a little bit about the spring equinox from Elwellian's 2023 Sabbat's Almanac. This is just about like the rituals, the crafts, the folklores behind these like the pagan holidays because I find it very interesting just how these always fall along like just significant astrology transits. And so this one is also like considered Ostara. And now I'm reading from the 2023 Sabbat's Almanac. So it says the power of potential. Ostara, also known as the spring equinox, has always seemed like a magical time of the year. Both the spring and autumn equinoxes are astrological moments in time when it seems that the natural world holds a deep breath just before exhaling into oncoming change. In spring, that means the earth warms, insects begin to stir as buds bust forth and animals come out from hibernation or migrate back as they prepare for the summer ahead. The spring equinox in the northern hemisphere happens in March and in the southern hemisphere it arrives in August. On the equinoxes, the sun sets right over the equator, resulting in the day and night being as close to equal as they will be all year. The tilt of the earth on its axis as it rotates around the sun causes the changing seasons. These are the yearly cycles that those of us who work with the energies of magic use to great effect as we manifest our goals. During the spring equinox, the energies of balance, new beginning, and rebirth swirl all around us. Most of all, I see the spring equinox as a time of potential. The symbols that we associate with the spring include flowers, eggs, seeds, are all symbols of potential. In them, we discover the mysteries that allow us to work magically with the cycles of the season to help us find our own potential within order to accomplish our goals. So it goes like right in hand with like the Aries, like 
energy with Aries being that first sign of the zodiac. This is a time of birth. This is a time of starting something new. And now I'm going to continue reading because I think this is interesting about the egg symbolism. Because it says, sometimes we must crack an egg. Eggs are a very old symbol of life and rebirth. And once again, the theme of potential is represented in the egg. Depending on where you live, there might be birds hatching in your area. Occasionally, and then it says, there is some folklore that revolves around eggs in the spring equinox. One belief is that you can balance an egg on its end at this time. In a similar myth, a broom may also be balanced on its bristles on this day. Neither of these is based on fact, however. There is no difference in gravity or the ability to balance physical items on the equinoxes versus any other day of the year, and this is probably a simplified interpretation of the balancing energy, although it is fun to try. Incidentally, many people have successfully balanced eggs, and you can easily spin an egg on its end any day of the year if it's hard-boiled. You can also balance a broom anytime if you have a very flat, bristled broom and a lot of patience. So, that's interesting. But also, what's interesting about that balancing out is because the Aries new moon is is in direct opposition with Sarah Sedorf planet, and we're going to be getting into that into this episode as well. So that's interesting. But then it also says seeds for thought. The spring equinox is also a wonderful time of the year to plant a garden and bless your seeds. So this is also whether it's planting a physical garden in nature or whether it's planting like spiritual seeds or just like seeds of intention, like whether it's just like little ideas for what you want to do for the rest of the year, like what are the goals that you want to set for the rest of the year? This is a time to set those intention seeds and plant those seeds now. It said a seed is a perfect representation of potential because it contains the code for an entire plan within itself. In the turning of the year, we see the cycle of the seed, sprout, stem, leaves, buds, and flowers, and seed pods of autumn that begin the cycle all over again even those of us and then it just talks about like gardening so i'm not going to continue reading that but it says the power of potential is everywhere we look in the spring and bringing that power into your spring equinox spells rituals and celebration is natural so with this aries season also signifying like the spring equinox the astrology new year this is a great time to ask yourself okay like what is it that I want to create? What is it that I want to bring into this world? Where do I want to take things next? Great time to reevaluate your goals too. Like if you made goals for new years, like this is a good time to check in with your goals and like just like evaluate them. And if you need to make any changes, this is a great time to like change up your goals and really figure out, okay, where do I want to go for the remainder of the year? And what is it that I exactly want to like birth and put into creation? into into like into fruition for this year so now let's go into the aries new moon chart and i'm calling this like the aries new moon round one and what's really interesting about this aries new moon is this one is like in direct opposition with the dwarf planet ceres because ceres is in libra right now and I know I brought this up before about the dwarf planet ceres and I believe it was when neptune was going direct in pisces because we had Neptune stationed direct in Pisces in direct opposition to Ceres and Virgo. And to me, because from the research that I've done on Ceres, the dwarf planet, like some believe that Taurus is like the ruler of Ceres. I think that Virgo could also be the like the ruler. So to me, I think it's like co-ruled by Taurus Virgo because I'm going to go into the mythology and then I'll explain why I think that Ceres could be ruled by Virgo here. So we're going to get into the, like, the mythology behind Ceres and share a little info behind Ceres because to me, like the fact that we have this Aries new moon on March 21st in direct opposition with Ceres, this is bringing those spring equinox themes even more because this is all about like balancing out the divine feminine and masculine energies too. So we see this Aries new moon apex on March 21st at 1.22 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10.22 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and this is happening at zero degrees of Aries. And now I just want to read about Ceres first. And I'm reading this from astro.com, and this is a totally free website. Um, so first, Ceres, it's a dwarf planet, and it wasn't discovered until 1801. So it's like, it's, it's like Pluto, where they consider it a dwarf planet, 
even though like some people don't like consider it just an asteroid but i i at least give it like a planetary status so it, it's a dwarf planet and this is the mythology behind Ceres. so the asteroid or dwarf planet was named after the roman goddess of fertility Ceres, who was considered to be another personification of the greek goddess demeter demeter was one of the six children resulting from the relationship between rayo and chronos and chronos is saturn um her brothers were zeus jupiter poseidon neptune and hades pluto very interesting there there her sister her sisters were hestia vesta and hera juno so it's interesting because we have all that playing out in the astrology right now too so it's really interesting although she belonged to the 12 great olympian gods she was rarely to be found in the kingdom of her powerful brother zeus she loved the earth particularly the fertile islands of the mediterranean such as sicily there, her generosity allowed for lush vegetation and well-being. There was a shrine devoted to her in the Greek town of Eleusis. I don't know if I said that right. But there is a well-known Greek myth concerning her daughter Persephone. And just a side note, like, I have a weird obsession with, like, the Greek goddess Persephone. And I actually said, like, a little prayer to her this morning before he even recorded this episode. And I had no, like, intention of talking about this when... I like said a little prayer to her this morning and lit a candle. So I thought that was kind of interesting that she's also coming through for this episode. So anyway, so there is a well-known Greek myth concerning her daughter Persephone. Zeus had promised her hand to Hades without consulting Demeter. In order to fulfill his promise, he lured Persephone to a forest clearing with beautiful Narcissi, the flowers of Hades. Demeter had always warned her daughter not to touch those flowers, but the young girl couldn't resist and picked a flower. When she did, the earth in front of her opened up and Hades appeared with his black steeds and carried her off into the underworld. When her daughter failed to appear, Demeter spent nine days searching for her. Hecate then told her what had happened. Full of grief at losing her daughter, she withered all forms of life on earth. People and animals were threatened by with extinction, and Zeus was afraid that he would receive no more sacrifices. So he sent various messengers to his sister, but she was so full of grief that no one could appease her. In order to prevent all life from being destroyed, Zeus negotiated with Hades, who released Persephone. However, Hades gave Persephone a pomegranate, the symbol of marriage. When she ate from it, she was tied to him forever. In the end, the gods agreed that Persephone should spend two-thirds of the year with her mother Demeter above ground and the other third after the harvest with her spouse. Demeter also agreed to this and gave life back to Earth. And then it also says that Ceres is concerned with fertility, motherhood, sustenance, and ecology in astrology. It's also like Ceres is the challenge to strike the right balance between protecting and letting go, between nurturing and neglecting. It cautions us not to be too possessive of children and other loved ones, but allow them to go their own way when the time has come. Oh, and then here it says, Ceres appears to be related to the signs of Cancer and Virgo and may have its domicile there or be exalted. So that, see, this is where it makes sense. And then it also appears to be related to the Taurus-Scorpio axis. So that makes a lot more sense to me because this other website I read just said Taurus. So there we go. So... I'm glad I'm on the right page with astro.com here. But it's very interesting, like this Greek mythology and story behind it, because also like Persephone, like the, then the story, like just the, the Greek mythology behind Persephone, like where she like reemerges to earth for two thirds out of the year. This is also where we're seeing like the reemergence of Persephone because she comes back during like this time of spring. So this is where we're seeing like a resurgence of that defined feminine energy. And so now that we know like a little about Ceres and like this like archetypal energy, I think it's very beautiful that we have like this happening in opposition to this Aries new moon, especially since this is all like the spring equinox, Aries season, the astrology new year. This is all about us striking up a divine balance. This is finding a balance. And so the fact that we have this opposing Ceres and Libra, this is asking us, okay, where have we been neglecting our own selves? Where have we been out of balance in our own lives? How can we bring that balance back into our lives? And the fact that we have Ceres and Libra right now, this is also about relationships and nurturing relationships, but also nurturing the relationship we have with ourselves. Where have we been neglecting self-care? 
care in our lives? Where have we been neglecting the care to ourselves? Because we have to give the care and love to ourselves first before we can even show up to care for others. So this is reminding us that we have to be our own best friend first. We have to be our own mother first. We have to nurture ourselves. We have to give love back to ourselves first before we can show up for anyone else. And this is also like asking us to bring balance back to the divine feminine and masculine energies. Where have you been out of balance? Where have you been doing too much masculine energy or too much feminine energy? Regardless of your gender type, we we all have masculine feminine energies inside of us and sometimes they can get out of balance. So this is also a time to check in with yourself and find out, okay, where have I been out of balance? Where have I been overworking myself? Where have I been underworking myself and how can I bring those into balance? So this opposition to Ceres is also bringing like a big healing element too. This is really helping us heal ourselves too. Like if we have been like neglecting self-care, if we have been like neglecting giving love and compassion back to ourselves, this is helping us bring that divine feminine and divine masculine energy back into our lives because we also have Jupiter and Chiron still in like a one degree conjunction orb. So this is still like reminding us that we need to bring this deep healing and that sometimes there is a good great sacrifice that needs to be made and whether that is like letting go of a relationship or letting go of an old habit or like addictive pattern this is a time to release what is no longer serving you because we also have the Aries sun and moon conjunct Mercury and Aries within like a five degree orb. And this is a different flavor than when we had experienced last week when it was in Pisces. Because Mercury and Aries brings a fiery expression of voice and communication styles to the collective. It's like brings up like heated debates, speaking your mind, more outspoken energy. And this is a great time to ask yourself, okay, what is the message that you want to start communicating? How can you start taking action today towards bringing that message forth to the collective this can also bring more creative downloads as well great time for brainstorming making like those ideas actually happen and just taking those next like steps forward this can also like the fact that we have moon conjunct mercury this can also be a time for like getting in touch with our emotions on a deeper level too because also like this is just coming to as well like fire is a very spiritual element like I think sometimes we forget like sometimes people just associate like water as like such a spiritual thing but like you need fire too like fire is the ether like fire is such a like a very spiritual like core element that we need it to continue like feeding the fire here so this is also reminding us to continue feeding our own internal fire to continue like feeling that passion and energy and not give up on our own passions and dreams as well and to continue feeding those and making those happen because we also are seeing like the Aries sun and moon square Mars and Gemini and this can also like bring some aggressive annoyance energy up irritable feelings so definitely pay attention how you utilize that energy especially like with the sun and moon both being in Aries like to me that's like some hothead energy to the max right there so definitely like pay attention of your energy like great time for like working out like competing like in sports or anything like to that regard so definitely pay attention to your energy and like find a good healthy outlet if you are feeling that excess energy or just any like aggressive towards energy because we're also like in a weak conjunct orb to neptune with the sun and moon so this is still like a good time for birthing new ideas, getting that creative vision and just asking yourself, okay, what are these new like creative visions? Like what are like, where do I want to take this next? What is it you want to create next and bring into the world? We have the Aries sun and moon making a sextile to Pluto and Capricorn. So this is helping you express yourself in more like a more clear way, helping you step into your power on a deeper, higher level as well, because Pluto represents your power. So this is helping you step into your power. Where have you been giving your power away where have you been playing victim this is a time to step into your power more this is also helping us move towards our personal goals and dreams more the moon sextile pluto is reminding us to pay attention to what is rising up to the surface so pay attention to any hidden truths that are revealed any emotions that are coming up please pay attention to those because we also have aries mercury making a quincunx to south node scorpio so this is a time to stop and think before you continue moving forward with your, your destiny your plan this is a time to make adjustments where needed what do you need to release from the previous astrology year this is a time to continue going deep within to release what is no longer serving you 
We're also seeing Venus and Taurus conjunct North Node Taurus during this new moon in a one degree orb. So this is bringing like money, relationships, your destiny, mission work to the forefront of your mind as well. And especially since Venus is a dispositor of North Node Taurus, this is a very faded, destined time. So this is really like a beautiful check-in moment too with destiny and being like, okay, where do I want to take my destiny and mission next? Where is the higher level? Where do I want to up-level it next? Where do I want to take it next? This is time to be like, okay, like I have been doing the mission work or maybe you fell off path. This is a time to kind of like get reconnected, readjusted because we're also seeing Venus oppose South Node Scorpio. So this is a time to release the old beliefs holding you back, old relationships holding you back. What is holding you back from reaching your highest destiny mission point? This is really helping like this is a very pivotal point as well. So this is a very beautiful time that we have this going on with this Aries new moon because this is really helping us set ourselves up for future success for this coming astrology year. So this is a great time to like even like if you want to make a list of like what's serving you, what's no longer serving you, what do you want to take with you in this new astrology year, what do you want to leave behind, that is like a great time to do that with like that Venus and Taurus conjunct North Node Taurus opposing South Node Scorpio because we're still kind of feeling like the Mars square Neptune energy so like this can bring some haze confusion energy like definitely want to break through that disillusionment haze we're feeling like Mars trying Saturn because once Mars enters Cancer by the end of the week we'll really be feeling that trine but we're starting to feel that trine's effect so this can like this is a time to continue to maintain your discipline and endurance continue to make progress on your goals take the Aries initiated action courage to continue making things happen because delays or obstacles could occur at this time so definitely pay attention to that and utilize that like the Mars trine Saturn to continue like staying on track with your mission because we're also seeing Mars and Gemini make a quincunx to Pluto Capricorn so this can bring up some frustrating elements when it comes to achieving your goals and this is a time to like really utilize that Mars trying Saturn to help you get through it direct your energy into a positive way like take a step back and get strategic it's okay if you had to take a step back and be like you know I need to figure out a different plan I need to figure out a different game plan here and just completely throw out my old strategy and come up with a new one that's okay just don't get frustrated and don't beat yourself up about it and we're also seeing Saturn and Pisces trying south node Scorpio so this is a time to continue releasing the beliefs and structures no longer serving you what old habits are no longer serving you old addictive patterns or anything like that this is a time to really go deep within and release that but overall I really feel this Aries new moon is helping us step into that next chapter it's really helping us figure out okay this is where I want to take my destiny next this is where I want to take things next moving forward especially since we have it in direct opposition with Saris and Libra this is helping us bring balance back into our own lives where have we been out of balance where can we find and bring that balance back into our own lives so I love that we have this Saris energy in the mixture here and now I want to just touch on like Pluto and Aquarius and then Mars and Cancer and then we'll just pull a couple cards to see what comes through for all this energy. So we have Pluto entering Aquarius on March 23rd, which I believe is like Thursday. Let me go to my chart. Yeah, it's Thursday at 8.23 a.m., 8.24 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that'll be 5.24 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I will be doing a whole separate episode on Pluto and Aquarius, so I'm not going to go into too much depth and detail in this episode since this one's primarily on Aries season. But Pluto and Aquarius, like we're, this is bringing a whole total shift into the collective with, because we've had Pluto and Capricorn from 2008 to now. And so with Pluto and Aquarius, like if you just think of the sign Aquarius, like Aquarius, they are a fixed air sign. They are the 11th sign of the zodiac. They are very like intellectual, innovative, like they're very like extraterrestrial, just interdimensional and just bring in like ideas from other dimensions and just very like outer worldly. And so this like Pluto and Aquarius, we're going to be definitely seeing like technology advancements that's why it's no like surprise we're seeing like all this talk about ai artificial intelligence you can definitely go back to my astrological dive into ai episode 
And that is that. I'm going to actually pull up that episode right now. That's episode 122. So I do touch on Pluto and Aquarius there, episode 122. But this is definitely going to bring some like weird technology advancements. We're going to see some weird stuff because we're going to have Pluto and Aquarius until 2044. So it's going to be a 20 year cycle here. And this is where like to me, Pluto and Aquarius is about humanity coming together and really about communities coming together and people coming together and putting our differences aside and learning to work together with all our unique quirks and differences and using those to our advantage. This is a time where humanity, if we can put our differences aside, we can utilize this to our highest advantage and we can actually like really see beautiful things happen with Pluto and Aquarius because I have been looking back in the history because the last time we had Pluto and Aquarius was in 1777. What was happening back in 1777? Oh, the American Revolutionary War was happening. So there's no coincidence either that there's all these talks about war happening. And so we could see some sort of revolution happen because Aquarius is co-ruled by Saturn Uranus. So that it's going to have some Saturnian Uranian themes as well to it here. So it's very interesting having Pluto go into Aquarius, especially right after us going to Aries season and this Aries new moon. This is also being like, okay, this is helping us have like a technolo- like a technological rebirth too. This is helping us bring, okay, where do we want to take like technology next in new innovative ways, but also where can we take it next where it will serve and uplift humanity and not just be a way to demonize and control humanity. Because right now with how technology is and just with like the way the government's doing it, they want to do it in a way to control people. How can we do it in a way that will uplift people? That's just one like Pluto and Aquarius shift. And I've, this is just a side note, like I've been doing a Pluto masterclass. It's been taught by the Leo King. It's still going on right now. And I've been learning so much stuff on Pluto. And that's why I want to do a whole separate episode because I've been learning so much on Pluto that I have to do a whole separate episode on Pluto and Aquarius because I could just talk for another hour on just Pluto and Aquarius because Pluto is very, like, it's a very deep planet. It's a very, like, just a there's a lot of like spiritual alchemical components when it comes to the planet Pluto. I'll just put it at that. So that's why we'll be doing a whole episode on that. And then we have Mars entering Cancer on Saturday, March 25th at 7.46 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that'll be 4.46 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And with Mars entering Cancer, Mars is not in a home here in Cancer. Mars doesn't really necessarily like being here in Cancer, so it's not the happiest here. But Mars is definitely happy to get, like, Mars is getting a sigh of relief because Mars has been hanging out in Gemini for months now, like, for, like, five months, six months. And Mars does not typically hang out in a sign for that long. So even though Mars isn't the happiest here in Cancer, Mars is happy to be here in Cancer this time around. It's like, oh... I have a sigh of relief. I'm not in Gemini anymore. I'm getting back to my normal speed. I'm out of shadow period. And, and so the fact that Mars Mars and Cancer, it's also a time to really kind of like check in with yourself, like how your home life is going. Mars and Cancer natives too, like it's like more like emotional driven. So this can be a great time to really like get in touch with your emotions more too. And like this can be a time where you like, come up with like heart or something along those lines is kind of like more emotionally driven so you can like use your emotions for like creative like pursuits in that regards too and I'll touch on Mars and Cancer too in next week episode as well but now let's just pull a couple cards to see what comes through for all this energy. The first deck I'm pulling from is the Oracle of the Witch Oracle deck and we got Aradia. And it is like this witch lady and she is holding like two orbs in her hand. So one in each hand, like one is like the sun and one is of the moon. And then it says magic. The magic in your bones calls you to rise to the challenge. Don't hide your witchcraft. When it comes to high grand magic, we witches practice the ancient rites of old witchcraft, which in its diversity considers all aspects of theatrical, ceremonial, ritual magic. We also work with natural magic and follow the path of folk wisdom using candles, herbs, divination objects to assist in spells and magical workings. To access and understand the invisible realms is a mystical measure for those like you 
with uncanny witchy gifts. Yet misconceptions about scary satanic worship, cult-like covens, and other dark worries vex you. And deliberately so, for there are many who would cast you out for your beliefs and tirelessly twist the truth and cause you to doubt, thus cloaking your supernatural senses through a veil of cynicism. Way back in antiquity, Aradia shared with the world the secretive practice of witchcraft in order to face down all opposers and persecutors of magic, to set free those who have been disempowered and reconnect them with their personal power. However, don't mistake her for your savior. Instead, you must believe in your own super witch powers, to see through magical eyes, and to never fear your gifts. Magic runs through your veins, and you are reminded to perceive, accept, and harness it as a tool to attain your heart's desire, and for healing and empowerment. Calling yourself a witch is an act of defiance that fights magical resistance and is testament to the wise ones who have walked the path of the old ways before you. It is time to liberate the witch within and claim your rightful place among the craft of the wise as a true musician. And then it also says, claiming your truth paths as a natural, as a witch, shifts your personal energy to enhance your natural powers, bringing healing, balance, and magic into your life. So I love that we got this card too, because it really like, to me, it also kind of gives off like that Saras energy vibes too and the fact that we have like this Aries new moon opposed Aries so this is all about us stepping into our power more really finding like the balance within too but also embracing that power and not dimming our light and hiding our power. I got a new tarot deck I got the Buffy the Vampire Slayer tarot deck so I'm gonna use that tarot deck today and we got the Hermit card and it's the character Oz from Buffy the Vampire and it says, the hermit has plenty to figure out, and until he does, he shouldn't be around anybody, especially if it's a full moon, because Oz, the character, he's also a werewolf. And in order to get in touch with his inner wolf, Oz retreated from Sunnydale in search of meditation, peace, and distraction for your brain space. You have reached a crucial time in your life where you may be yearning for introspection and time to evaluate your priorities. Give in to solitude. So the fact that we got the hermit, too, like with all like this new moon air energy, birth energy, like this is asking us to go within to like really ask ourselves, okay, like where do I want to take things next? And I know I keep bringing that up, but this is a great time to really go inwards and ask yourself that. And it's a great time for like that deep introspective thinking and perspective. So I love that we got this card and it's funny that we got this card too, because I'm also my boyfriend and I, fiance and I, whatever i hate those labels but anyway we we're watching this show on netflix called queen of the south and there's some like mystical elements hidden throughout that show well she got a tarot card reading in one of the episodes last night and she got the hermit card and i just think it's funny that we pulled the hermit card this morning so gotta love all these little like signs and nuances that happen because is anything really a coincidence is it really We'll leave it at that, but I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I hope everyone has a great week, a great start to the new astrology, new year, a lot happening this week. We have the Aries sun coming in, Aries season, Aries new moon, Pluto entering Aquarius, Mars entering Cancer, so much happening. It's a great time to be alive on this planet. Remember, you came here for a reason, and this is why, for Pluto and Aquarius. And I hope everyone has a great day, a great week. Feel free to take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, Addie's Astro Diary. Until the next episode, we will chat again soon.